0: Welcome back, everybody, coming at you live. What's well, not live for you. That's not what podcasts are. It's live for us, anyways. Welcome back to Teen It Up with CNV. I'm C. Another week of football down, week two in the NFL, week three in college football. I almost forgot what I was going to say. Anyways, it's good to see your face again. How has your week slash your last week – how has your last week been, I should say?
1: It's been good. Um, this past weekend was kind of uh, – it, li- it was a really fun time. We we had a little Ryder Cup with uh, some of the friends from home, kind of almost like a a unofficial send off for the year. I don't really know how much more golf I'll be playing, right? Because once you kind of hit that October weather, like I'm not, I don't know about you personally, but I'm not too keen on going around in like mud and pants and yeah, golf's more of the summer thing for me. So we sent sent I retired for the summer. So yeah, sent the golf. Sent the golf season out. It was disappointing because I finally found my driver. Um, probably four months later than I should have, but I did. So played well. The team got the dub. Other than that, though, nothing really. Uh, nothing really out of the ordinary. Just watched a lot of football this week. And what about you? How have you been the last the last week?
0: I've been all right, man. Uh, you know we're gonna get into it in, in lo- vast amount of depth, but um. Well, the amount of school I've been doing these days, I haven't got, I don't get to watch nearly as much football as I would like. Um, I went from someone last year that was wa- watched probably every single down that was played in the United States of America last year to having to focus on and kind of pick the games I want to watch now, which I think is part of being an adult. Um, but my week has kind of been ruined around the fact that, you know, in, in law school, we talk about fraud um, and misrepresentation of facts. Uh, and there's a man you want to get who right did in that boy. to me. He he did it to me. He, he did it to every single person that bleeds green and white. And that man is Mel Tucker. He getting absolutely dominated Saturday night. Um, you know, I was at the bar with some friends, and it was just we left and went to a different place at halftime. It was so embarrassing and so bad. Um and to do it in front of a couple of Michigan friends too, it's just the worst because it just feeds into their ego. Oh, and I, 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 can go on. all. um, that's a different topic for a different day. Instead, thirty-nine to twenty-eight. Uh, I'm going to start it there before we even get into anything so, else.
1: So you want to uh, get into okay. your vegetables before you get to your dessert? You want the, let's let's get the bad news out of the way and let's end this. Let's end the show on a good note.
0: Yeah, I like that idea. So thirty-nine to twenty-eight. Mel Tucker, half million for the next. I don't know millennium and he can't even win non big 10 games on the road in week two of the season against an unranked
1: opponent. So I think, so I think guys, if you haven't realized right now, I'm going to try and be the semi-rational voice to Connor's irrational emotion. However, there are also things that I cannot defend, but first of all, to get to kind of about the opponent thing, I think I was looking at this Michigan state has lost like, I think 10 or 12 straight games on the West coast. So please stop scheduling West Coast games. Stop ruining your season this early. If you gotta go to the West Coast when USC and UCLA are in the in the conference, so be it, you're legally mandated to do that. But stop on your own fruition, going to schedule road games against the Pac-12. Let them let them go. They're dead to us. Leave them alone. And I mean that was it. Was scary almost? It was scary almost six days before that game because I, I got a text from one of my buddies and he's like, "Hey, uh, Michigan State opened up as an underdog," and I'm like, "What? Like you just said, you're on the road. Yeah, it's a it's still a Power Five school. Yeah, but you're ranked number eleven for a reason. You shouldn't be. Oh, uh, you shouldn't be opening as an underdog." And then the line got the line grew in favor of Washington. I'm I was bewildered. Obviously, Vegas always knows something. Um, they handily covered. They absolutely. I mean that that we're lucky that the scoreline is that that good because right. we we could have lost by forty, and I could have told you, yeah, that's that's about as fair as that game went.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, it you talk about ranked like eleventh, I just think that was Mel Tucker paying to fool Michigan State fans using some of that nine and a half million to buy himself some cred on the street uh for the Michigan State fans walking down the street in farm lane. But uh no, you can't do that. You could talk about I'm I'm gonna make a very vast comparison if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Uh you hopefully you're not driving. Jim Harbaugh would not lose that game. Jim Harbaugh loses the big games. He does not lose the bad ones. You can't lose that game. It's unacceptable. You make Nick saving money. You can't – I don't care if they have a good transfer quarterback, which he was good. Phoenix was good. And he tore us up two years ago in the COVID year. But I I don't care it's on the road. I don't care that there may be – Uh, that's a team that'll probably win eight games this year. It it doesn't matter. They play in a garbage conference. They're a garbage team. They're first-year head coach. You can't do that if you want to be relevant and if you want to be paid like that. Sure, you can go to Colorado and make $3 million. And yes, I'm pacing around right now while I'm in this mid-ramp. $3 million, go 6-6. and Sure, you can lose to Washington by 20. You make $9.5 million. You have to beat everybody but Ohio State every single season. That's the expectation, and maybe early on, since it is only year three, year two and a half, I'm not going to hold you to beating everybody but Ohio State right now. But that's the goal years down the line. Maybe it's not Penn State, it's not Michigan now, but Washington week two, no. And even more blasphemous is you are now a three point underdog against Minnesota at home on Saturday. That's unbe- That's unacceptable. I don't care. I don't care who's hurt. I don't care who your defensive coordinator is. He should be gone right now, by the way. Um, That secondary – The
1: the traffic cone?
0: Yeah, it looked like I was watching. It it looked like I was watching the Purdue game. It looked like I was watching – It was, yeah.
1: I I do want to cut in. looking fella for Purdue. I I I, I do want to cut in. The other thing that absolutely sucked was the fact that they had 12 months to fix it. It's not like this is last year, the Miami game, where you so- suddenly realized, wait a minute, my scheme sucks. Wait a minute, my corners are still social distancing. Right. Wait a minute, they're not even on camera as the receiver catches the ball. This is 12 months later. This is You had an entire offseason – to, to fix, fix the it. same mistake. And, it's not like something new came up. It's the same that is, what, What's changed? I mean, hell, Akron was moving the ball on us until they forgot how to catch. I just oh. – there are certain things where you're on a tight leash when you do that. Like you said, you're making all this money. Your assistants are making money. I think Hazleton's in the seven figures as an assistant, which is a lot of money for an assistant coach in college. That's losing that way, like losing that way. If you went out there and you played a tough game and let's say you lost 24-21, but your defense wasn't exposed and your offense didn't suck. You know what? Like, yeah, we're still upset because the illusion that Michigan State is like is, is like a power program still still goes up for another week or till whatever that finally the bubble gets burst but to lose the same exact way you lost so many games last year and got so exposed last year. I, we made Aiden O'Connell look like an actual competent player last year, and this year we did the same exact thing. Tommy Phoenix, yeah, he had a good year with Indiana in 2020 when nobody knew what was going on. And then next year he had such a bad year with Indiana that he had to run away. He had to leave the Big Ten because his team sucked, and he sucked. And then this guy shows up, oh, oh, but there's no Jaden Reed. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, uh, we had the, – the there's some defenders that are hurt. That's, that's no excuse because you're more talented than Washington, like you said. Those are one of those games where you can't lose to teams that have less talent than you if you want to be a coach making $10 million a year. So, yeah. It
0: was an, I thought it was an overpayment and a prepayment. I'm going to jump the gun. I'm going to say that this is going to go down as one of the worst mistakes in Michigan State history signing Mel Tucker to that deal. I think he's thing- a fraud. I think he's fake. I think these recruiting classes are going up simply because it's someone that's not named Antonio there. It's someone that's actually trying to get someone in there. I don't think it's because Mel Tucker is some special recruiter. Uh, yes, he's created a buzz and an atmosphere around the team that makes them exciting. However, it's all that buzz that we had last year is already gone. I already don't care much as much about this team. This team at Halloween was playing for a playoff spot against another top five team. Like th- that's not going to be the case this year. That buzz is going to wear off quickly, much quicker than it did last year. And I'm curious to see how fast State fans turn on him.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't necessarily know about turn on him, per se, because Michigan State fans are very, I don't want to say patient, but they're very unaccepting. of Complacent. A but even beyond that, you had people who were sitting there at the end defending D'Antonio. Oh, well, he should keep going. Why? Because he's won seven football games in four years. You don't get to keep going because of that just because you gave us the best years of our lives from 13 to 15. Just because you build something doesn't give you the right to blow it up. Right. So I guess the one good thing from Michigan State's perspective is the money's not coming out of their pockets, it's coming out of Matt Ishbia's pocket. And I guess as long <laughs> as the the mortgage industry's going really well, he's gonna have a lot of it to keep paying the salary. But I, I mean I was I was really disappointed in that game. Peyton Thorne looked meh. You take away his high school buddy, the guy that he grew up with, and he looks like he's a deer in headlights. Um I feel like the only positive that came out of that game, at least for me, was what, Keon Coleman? Keon, Keon Co- Coleman. I wouldn't yep. let Keon Coleman play with the basketball team next year or this upcoming no, year. I'd say, listen, you're a football either. player now. You're a pretty good receiver. Become a great receiver, see what you can do. I- I'm not letting him play basketball.
0: Right. You have we a legit you. chance at the NFL. At you.
1: This yeah. Keon I'd agree. Keon Coleman played an amazing game.
0: Aww. Um and he's not gonna play a role in the basketball team.
1: That that's the other thing is I say that because of the fact that he is that what fourth string guard on the basketball yeah. team. Yeah.
0: Okay. Maybe maybe he gets into the rotation as like maybe the yeah, maybe ten guy minutes a night. It's also it's like how uh, like how would it, even if he was unless he was objectively like the best player on the team. It's very hard at that that high of a level for Izzo to trust him when the entire fall, when they're practicing, he's playing another sport. Oh, I mean, so he unfortunately, join, there's too-
1: he doesn't join the team for the first month of the season. Exactly, I mean, we're, play, we're playing games in November. He's get Coleman's gonna be with the with the football team until probably middle of December with whatever whatever Red Box Bowl, Cheese It Bowl, and Pinstripe Bowl they send us to. I mean, it, I just. I wouldn't play him on the basketball team because I think there's more upside with football. I think there's more upside for the football team that he himself brings, and I think there's more upside for him personally to go to the next level there. I don't I don't know what kind of NBA aspirations are there for Keon Coleman, the basketball player.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we could
1: – I don't want to
0: beat down Keon Coleman too much, even though he had a good game. Let's what do you mean on. we're not
1: beating him down?
0: We're, we're, at, we're bringing him up. He yeah, has a football player. Um, uh, let's get on any other college football notes you want to talk about today.
1: Uh, I mean, it was kind of a very bland week. Um, I watched a little bit of the BYU Oregon game late. Um, I mean, BYU, got, Georgia yeah, BYU kind of got bullied. Um, Oregon kind of showed why they were that kind of preseason team, they did what. A, a more talented team supposed to do. You beat the less talented teams. Um, I mean, again, I don't know. It was just kind of very – it was a very met week in college football. You didn't – You mean, I think you had only one matchup where – oh, no, you had two matches where both teams were ranked. Don't I just talked about? And then Miami and uh Texas A&M. I mean, Texas A&M bounces back from that terrible loss to App State a week and a half ago. But, I mean, it's Miami. That's not exa- – they're kind of that – serial overrated boat that yeah. Texas is usually in, so I yeah. don't really know what kind of... I mean, you were at home as well. I don't really know what kind of uh, weight that holds. I don't know. I, I think college this week was a very big dud. Um, I mean, looking forward next week, you have the beginning of conference play where you hope to see better games. I mean, I'm looking at the schedule right now. You've got, what, Florida, Tennessee. I mean, cool two-ranked teams. Do I really care? No. Arkansas, Texas, A&M. Do I really care? No. Um, two ranked teams. I mean, it's just I don't know. College football. Um, I think there needs to be a little bit more big games, and we'll see. But anything, anything. I guess anything that stood out to you this past week from college football, and/or this upcoming week.
0: Yeah, a team I want to shout out, and a team that's for real. Um, I don't think Auburn's any good, but you go into an SEC house, beat it, beat an SEC team by thirty. Um, as an unranked Big Ten team, that's something unknown So hats off to Penn State. They look like they're legit. They have two stud five star running backs. That well, are yeah, just the, the, scary. one of them's
1: the true freshman, right? Uh, yes. Is, is it Singleton? Is is? Yeah, I he's know, like. Yeah, I don't know why that name. Night, is. Number
0: nineteen. He's a absolute stud. Watching that game, they also have a some big six six kid that can absolutely sling it. Um, that's backing up Clifford right now. It's a true freshman, so they're going to be legit for. A while, I think. Well, Um, I think this is just kind of this is kind of a tweener year for them, where they're like a a high teens, low twenties team. Um, and as kind of these recruits get a little older, they'll be a a little more competitive in the
1: East. I mean, I I mean, there's no reason why they can't walk into what I mean. I don't know if they play Michigan or Penn or Ohio State first, but I see no reason why they can't walk into that first game undefeated. I mean, right. I play
0: central this week. I
1: mean, good for them. I I think the I mean I think the only thing stopping them is James Franklin losing his mind, which he usually yeah. does. So that's unfortunate. Yeah. to yeah. But if But yeah, if James Franklin doesn't lose his mind, let's get good. Let's let's just like let's let's jump on the Penn State bandwagon and say why don't you go walk into the big house because that'll probably be Michigan's actual first real test, and then walk out with a dub.
0: Yeah, I love it. Um. That's it for me for college.
1: No, I want to say I mean I said this earlier. Let's get to the dessert. Let's get to let's get to the team that made everybody proud on Sunday. Let's just start right with them, the Detroit Lions. Absolutely came out and probably played the best first half of football I've seen. Or I guess best half of football I've seen out of a Lions team in a very long time. Out of any team in a very long time yeah I mean I'm sure the bills could could probably 40 put, to nothing yeah I'm sure the bills probably could put up a couple of halves that were better just because they're a dreadnought but yeah. um I mean I think it was what 22 nothing I don't even think Washington had a first down in the first half yeah it was yeah. it was it was textbook clinic on how to run your offense textbook clinic on how to run your defense huge shout out to Aiden Hutchinson for remembering that you're supposed to tackle the other team not just pressure them. Now, granted, we all said Jalen Hurts is an elusive quarterback, so let's see what he does against the less mobile guys. He did exactly what a second overall pick—I I, I might even say he—I I don't want to say overachieved—but three sacks in one game—that is not something that—that that, those are Micah Parsons, Aaron Donald numbers. So that's awesome to see. Hopefully, he can keep it rolling against Minnesota this upcoming uh, this Sunday, but. The team just looked great. This the Rodriguez, the Rodrigo Rodriguez, the Rodrigo. the the Hard Knocks darling has had mm-hmm. two games where I hate using this as a credible source because I think Pro Football Focus is stupid and I think they grade half their players based on how well they drank water out of their sippy cups when they weren't on the field and they factor that in. But he's had two games where he's been rated at at or or near or at the top for running back, or for linebackers as a whole, not just rookies. He looks like he's an absolute machine against the run. He flies around. That in if that if that's I mean if that's the case, that's another one of those kind of quote unquote Brad Holmes late round picks where he kind of hung his hat on at the LA Rams, which is how they were so successful giving away first round picks for actual stars. Um, the, the defense just looked great. Um, you want you want to mention something about the defense before we go to the offense?
0: Yeah, but you do have to play two halves of football. Carson, you made Carson Wentz look like an absolute—you made him look like Tom Brady in the second half. That's true. Uh, I know. I, I'd like to see them play a little more complete. It was far from—it was still far from perfect with the second half. Um, but it would have been sol to blow a twenty-two point lead going to the second half. So I really do commend them for not doing that. Um, there were a couple just,
1: times where we got scared.
0: Yes, I was. I was. I was. I wouldn't say I was ever scared. I was mildly um, threatened. I would say. That's fine. Um, but yeah, eh, I don't know. It, it's a team to me that the way they look right now, this team in this division, because I mean, the Vikings pumped the Packers week one, and then the Vikings look like nothing against the Eagles, and we actually put seemed like we played a better game well, against be- them.
1: You are, you are misfactoring one thing. You have to factor in the fact that Kirk Cousins doesn't play primetime. primetime games. Like that's true. He doesn't do it. It's just he 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 has his doppelganger, and he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a week off. Um, he brings his a little. Yeah, side so the Lions in. don't
0: play primetime games either.
1: Yeah, that's an issue. Literally, so, literally. But no, I mean this looks like again. Um, it was a great game. I mean, defense played well. Let's go to the offensive side. Um. I think right now DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift so. is amazing. Shout out to my fantasy team. Um, everyone in my league wants him. They can't have him. He's staying with me. Um, did you win. I did win. I beat I beat Klein by a ton because Trey Lance died and his team's not very good. But. Um,
0: football talk with Buddy.
1: <laughs> no, but DeAndre Swift, even though he was a limited participant in practice the week before, and he was on a pitch count, I think it was his first snap of the game. takes a takes a handoff fifty yards, and it was just the only thing that was disappointing was the fact that he was injured and he kind of got caught by the corner. Because I would have loved to see right. like a nice fifty yard touchdown in the first touch of the game. The other thing, but before we get into the rest of the offense, is watching that run. It kind of reminded me of Kenny Walker last year for Michigan State, where he's incredibly elusive. He makes the guy miss, but the top end speed just isn't there. And when he gets it, when he gets to that top gear, the corners start to catch him. Not that it's a bad yeah. thing. Not, that, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It just kind of reminded me of that. Like you, when you saw the guy tackle him, even though he had kind of broken it free, I was like, ah, that's a shame. But thanks for the fifty yards, man.
0: Interesting because he is kind of that in between, um, like he is kind of a smaller speed back, but he's not. It's not yep. an elite speed, and he is yep. also kind of like a a third down like down he, no, he runs pretty hard. He, he He's runs kind pretty of in between on that. So I mean, which I think is a good thing to have both skills, but he's not like he's not like. He's at top of the chain at either of those skills, but he's good at both. He of them.
1: reminds me of an Aaron Jones almost like Jones, Jones has no hesitation to put his shoulder through your through your shoulder, but at the same time he'll make you miss. so I guess that, that's kind of a comparison I draw um,
0: What do you think about Jared Goff? I think he's the future of the Lions.
1: so I was talking about this earlier today with some friends um kind of passing the time at work if this offense right now what i was going to say is we are tied with the chiefs for the most points scored in the so far or i think maybe the yeah. bills have more than us after they played uh, last night but obviously it's only two games but we have one of the three highest scoring offenses in football so if you keep that up I see no reason why you have to then turn around and try and replace him with someone who might not know the system, someone who's younger, who hasn't, who doesn't understand NFL life. And I'm gonna, i don't want to necessarily say set your rebuild back, but you're almost kind of throwing a like purgatory year when you bring in a w- rookie QB. Right, um, and
0: it, and if you're you're intending this year with a weak division, a weak schedule, say this team does win more than six games, they win seven, eight, nine games you're not picking in the top 8 to where you would really get in that elite campus talent anyways. For, so for me it's like at that point obviously the rebuild still continues whatever's I mean they're always rebuilding but uh, but you continue to build the pieces around Goff and if Goff is not the guy when you're actually there with quotation marks whatever that means for the actual Lions. Yep. Then it's you time to, I think, else. then it's time you draft someone. Then it's time we look for a veteran. So, um, I, so I mean, I think they're – and I think it could – I think the schedule in this year could honestly be a bad thing for the Lions moving forward because, like, I don't – like, say they win eight games this year. I don't know if you repeat that next year, like, with a harder schedule and so the same team.
1: I've got – um I. I got a couple things, though. So you mentioned, the let's say they win more than six. If you win seven games or more, not only is the quote-unquote elite talent not going to be there because Stroud and Young will be gone, you're not going to be able to trade up for them unless you sold the farm. Because no team, in my opinion, not named Jacksonville, if they end up picking it one or two or maybe three, depending on what happens with Will Anderson – no team picking one, two, or three is going to trade away that rookie QB or that prospect for checks, notes, a pick in probably the mid to high teens, a pick in the mid to high twenties, and then what do you do? Give up your first round pick next year? No one's gonna do that. Yeah. So I think you if you win seven games, you've played your way out of the young and stroud sweepstakes, and then you kind of have to look at the next year of guys, which is what? Um Jaden, no, not Jaden Daniels, um, Will Levis like, uh, in Kentucky, Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson, yeah. he, I, I don't think he's looked very well the last two games. No. Yeah. So, I just – and then the other thing you have to start thinking about is, like, you're not going to spend a mid-round pick on a quarterback because for every Dak Prescott you find in the fourth round, there's 100 Connor Cooks in the fourth round. Yeah. So, it's not going to work out if you're not taking a quarterback at the top of the first uh, – at the top of the first uh, round, or even in the first round in general, you're not taking you're not taking your franchise guy. So, if well, they win seven games, I think you spend both first round picks on defense. You get Jamison Williams back. That's another thing about this offense. They don't even have Jamison Williams yet. They don't have the guy who you can send over the top to open the defense.
0: No, they don't. Uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say about going back to the quarterback thing and not if you're not in that top five to seven picks or whatever it, it ends up being, uh, then you're not looking for a quarterback because you talked about the the lack of success there is once you kind of get get beyond the first 10, let's say. That was kind of the lines of this past draft, right? Like, do we take a quarterback at 32? Do we take a quarterback at 34? Well, no, you're buying a talent that has minuscule chance of yeah. actually being something for you. No, And, then, and I, you think know, I think that would be he's... the same situation.
1: I think if you look at it like this, let's say let's say those picks end up like I ju- like, like we just theorized. Maybe you have pick in the in the mid-teens, which is which will presumably be ours. Then you have a pick in the mid to high twenties, which will presumably be the Rams. I mean, in the mid-teens, I'm sure you could probably get some great cornerback. We all know the secondary's weak because, I mean, Arroyo is good. Is he a true number one corner? Probably yeah. not. Okuda's having a good bounce back year. Does that make him a true number one corner? I don't think so. Will Harris, what? Mm. Um, Jerry Jacobs, what? Those are just those are some feel good stories. Some local players. They're not actually good NFL studs. So you could get yourself a corner. There's what Keely Ringo, Eli Ricks. There's good corners that should be available around that spot. And then I would also probably say with that late or with the later first round pick. Linebackers don't like true off ball linebackers, obviously not edge rushers. They don't necessarily have the most value. So I'm sure you could probably get the best middle linebacker in the draft at the Rams pick. And there you've then you've now gotten two great impact players at two at the two positions on the or the two levels of defense you need most. Because you hope this Aiden Aiden Hutchinson game can carry over. You hope Paschal comes back healthy and plays. You hope Acquara comes back healthy and plays. And if all that works out, you could have transformed at a, all three levels of your defense just like that while keeping the offense the same.
0: Yeah, just two years. Yeah. Uh, or two drafts, that is. Yeah. So, it, it, I don't know. I talked very low on the Lions last week, and I'm obviously a little high on them this week. They still beat a very, very bad Washington team with a very, very, very bad quarterback. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I still don't know if this team is – we'll see how they play against Minnesota. I'm going to probably say that for the next three weeks. That's the other thing is –
1: it is finally time for us to kind of get rid of the training wheels and play a road game. Obviously, the Eagles and or Eagles and Commanders games were both at home. Great crowds. Those are usually very supportive in the NFL, especially when you're playing in a dome because the sound doesn't go anywhere. It comes right back down and messes with the other team. It'll be interesting to see what it's like or what our team's like playing on the road. But um, oh, Also, the other thing I want to shout out is Amon Ross St. Brown. I was I was a little bit low on him going into this year. I thought last year was just a little bit of a oh teams are kind of you're playing a bunch of teams who aren't really trying for much anymore. So, he I thought he had kind of some inflated stats, but he's he's kept it up. He's if he has 8 or more catches this upcoming week, he sets the NFL record for most games in a row with 8 or more catches. Wow. Um, he was a fourth round pick. There's Brad Holmes again finding a stud player in the late rounds. So on top of the first round picks we just talked about, if we assume Brad Holmes keep up his uh his little magic and find one, I don't let's call it one stud and maybe a couple contributors in the later rounds. I I am I am high on this team. This is something I would have no problem buying into.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, trying to think of, Yeah, I, I'm in Ross. Stud, stud status, lion status for me. Uh, Let's see what happens Sunday. Anything yep. else in the NFL you'd like to get to before I mean, we give our I picks guess for next week?
1: I would throw a quick uh, shout-out to um, – I'd throw a quick shout-out to – what's-his-face, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, who might take over the reins from Adam Gase and Matt Patricia's the worst head coach ever. Um, so for those who didn't really see what happened, um, the Denver Broncos had a series where – It was fourth down, and they were going to run a play, I think. If if I remember correctly, it was fourth down, they're about to run a play. But they can't get the snap off at time, so it becomes – they get a delay a game. Or no, they had to take a timeout or something. Coming out of the timeout, they still don't know what they're doing. They run the field goal unit on, delay a game, and then from 59 yards, they choose to punt.
0: Oh, okay. Which is really weird
1: because last or two weeks ago against Seattle, you you opted to kick from sixty-four yards. This week, this past week, you're into the mountains with the elevation where you can kick from farther. McManus is a very reliable kicker from deep, and from fifty-nine, you don't give him the reins to kick. (laughs) I mean, Hackett looks like an idiot.
0: Hackett looks like he can sack it.
1: He he's yeah. He, I'm I, I'm honestly sitting there wondering is like I don't know what the NFL record is for getting fired for like obviously not Urban something Meyer. off. What? Urban Meyer. I mean, it, yeah. How long did he last? What, like 15 weeks.
0: I don't even think it was that. I think it was like 10, mm-hmm. 12.
1: But I would also say Urban Meyer had the off-field issues that always come up with an Urban Meyer. So like. Yeah, know, but have, it was off you know, it was
0: off the, yeah. I guess you would count like the all that kicker drama too. Oh, it's off.
1: I guess Packet I just really wanted to field. say off field, just because like you had the, you had some like weird stuff where like he was like being yeah. apparently he was like abusing the players verbally and whatnot. Uh, he, yeah, he, you had, the had no incident. Idea. And then like, but then the
0: Thursday night incident.
1: Hackett genuinely looks like he has no clue what sport he's coaching. It, it's <laughs> incredible.
0: Um uh my shout out is to the dolphins who are legit maybe.
1: Maybe this they're playing, playing the coach Bills
0: just league. has this sixth system where he plays Madden with Jalen Waddle and Tyrie Kill and they I mean he's got the two best athletes on the field, and he just yeah. they just and he basically just says go and one of them's open. It, it, basically one runs deep, one runs an underneath route, and it looks like a Madden game out there.
1: No, I mean, I, yeah, they had a great comeback against the Ravens. Uh awesome. I'm a long-time Tua defender. Um, I wanted Tua in Detroit. Uh, when we took, what was it? Not Hawkinson the year after, when we took Okuda. I wanted, I wanted Tua at that pick. But, um, no, he's playing really well. Uh, how good are the Ravens? They're a pretty good team. Um, obviously, they blew it, so... Um, they have the bills this week i think i um, i think at home but in either case when you play the buffalo bills you quickly find out whether or not you're a football team or not or not no, hey, you're a you quickly. you find out whether or not you're a team that has a chance
0: okay yeah i like that i was going to say i was just going to say you play the buffalo bills you lose but uh i think this bills team is already after 2 weeks one of the best Probably the best we've seen since that Chiefs team. Is that three years ago now? Probably, I don't know. 19? 2020? Yeah. The soup, yeah. So that'd be three seasons ago now? Right? 2019, what, what, 2020. Yeah,
1: whatever it might be. Yeah, the, the Super Bowl Chiefs team where you had Mahomes still on, like, year three of the rookie deal. You you could still pay some defenders good money.
0: You were yeah, I think around they were, like, 14-2 that Hale, year.
1: Chelsea and whatnot.
0: I think they went 14 and two and really didn't have that much issues in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's they're the best team in the last few years that we've seen, I think, and pretty early on, Josh Allen special, very, very special, and they just seem to be kicking the crap out of anyone in their way. So also, are, are the Titans just bad? The, I, I could see that
1: too. The Titans could be trash. i was I was thinking about this. I I, kinda, I was looking at Derrick Henry's stats. So Derrick Henry is at that age where running backs hit a wall, and especially the type of running back he is where he's the bruiser. Um, Yeah, he has great speed. Like, he does pull away from people, but he is the guy who on every play, he wants to run through somebody else. Doesn't matter how big or small the guy is. He wants a stiff arm. He wants to put his head down. That all takes its toll on you. He obviously had the foot fracture last year. Yeah, he came back for the playoffs, but he looks bad right now.
0: It looks bad, and that offensive line looks bad. It looks like Tannehill is rushed. It looks like – I mean, it looks like Taylor Lewan was doing a little too much bussing with the boys this summer.
1: Could, would you say that part of that could be, though, maybe teams, especially now that A.J. Brown and the whatever was left to Julio Jones are yeah. gone, do you think at this point teams don't respect their passing game and maybe you're putting an extra guy in the box and saying, I listen – we don't think Ryan Tannehill is good enough to beat us throwing to Traylon Burks and Nick westbrook Aheen or whatever his name is. Robert Woods with a yeah, broken and, ace. Yeah, whatever's yeah. left of Bobby Trees. Um, yeah. I think maybe teams are sitting there. They're stacking the box and they're saying, okay, let's see what you can do because because as long as they stop that run, the play action isn't there. And that's kind of, I think, where the Titans were so successful last year. Um. I do think there's a little bit of I, I do think they're broken. Speaking of teams that are broken, oh my god, the Indianapolis Colts suck.
0: Oh gosh, I mean that's he's got to be I maybe mean, Matt Rule in Carolina. He's got
1: to be hot
0: seat number one right now.
1: Yeah, I I can get behind that. Um, you know I you don't. Yeah, I mean, I saw,
0: dude. You want to you want to hear something crazy? Yeah. Is that. He is – he has not beaten the Jaguars or he's something like some crazy number where they haven't beaten the Jaguars at home since he's been the coach and he's been the coach for five years. Um, And I want to say they're the – the Jaguars in in those five years are like minus like 100 in the 100s for – differential they're like plus a hundred against the Colts.
1: It's Frank Reich, right? That's the coach. Yes. Okay, yeah. So I think I saw that sentence. I think they're they're 0 4 in their last four games at Jacksonville, which is incredibly okay, sad funny. because Jacksonville doesn't have fans. Yeah. Jacksonville plays in the Rose Bowl when USC or when UCLA's there.
0: To go phantom phantom yeah. fan base.
1: But um no, it, it's a, the, I mean, what what is the only saving grace? You go out there and you say, "Oh, Michael Pittman and Shaquille Leonard weren't playing." Like, well, you say I don't, think, I don't think that's enough because we just said about Michigan State. When you're more talented than somebody else, you beat them.
0: And it's it's he's had this excuse basically since he's been here that's bought him time is the Andrew Luck thing. Well, Andrew Luck bailed on us, so we haven't had a, we haven't had a quarterback. We don't have a quarterback. We you're had Jacoby Brissett. Been- then we had Phillip Rivers. And we had Carson Wentz. Now we got Matt Ryan. We don't have a quarterback. The, the best he's thing got is – He gave him a, a get-out-of-jail-free card for four years of they a job, kept, basically.
1: They keep, or kept, they keep going for absolute clowns. I mean, Phillip Rivers at the end of his career, who wants that? He can't throw the football. Cars, like, so I'm actually a little bit of a Carson Wentz defender in the sense that, like, Same. I do think there's some talent there. It's just I think he's a little reckless. Not at the yes. not not Jameis Winston levels of reckless pre eye surgery, but I do think that Carson Wentz is a little bit prone to always wanting to make the play. But Matt Ryan, what? Matt Ryan looks like Tom Brady is going to look four years from now, assuming Tom Brady's cryogenic chamber finally stops working. He can't throw the football. Ooh, he she, couldn't throw it last year.
0: Yeah, uh, and it's highlighted now that he's on a. a better team i think now yeah if you even call the Colts better at this point even though they're. Oh, you absolutely two.
1: call the colts better than what was left of that uh, falcons team Yeah, I, I think the falcons are idiots as well um when they when they drafted kyle pitts i know I, I know i've said this to friends i might have even said this in the podcast when you find yourself at number three or number four and your quarterback is what 37 or 38 whatever whatever matt ryan was at the time how are you not taking a quarterback
0: I mean, I would have to see what draft. That's t- so. That's the year before. The right? quarterbacks were that were last left were.
1: I'm pretty sure it was Fields and Jones.
0: Okay. I mean, obviously, you can. Your Fields, oh, he we, we, we looked. All, yeah, I think it was seven for eleven, seventy yards on Sunday night. That that ain't gonna. That ain't gonna do it. That ain't gonna do it. Mac Jones. I think every New England Patriots fan, shout out Steve, is like. You could go week by week on if to or if to if Mac Jones is the guy or not. Yeah, like if, one if, week you could say yes, one week you're like no, this guy is not an NFL quarterback.
1: The only thing I could say to that is, um, yeah, Justin Fields hasn't looked great. Yeah, those guys haven't looked great, but at least you're trying. When you take yeah. Kyle Pitts at four with Matt Ryan as your quarterback. What do you, Like, I, you're not trying at that point because you have a lame duck quarterback who's done within two, three years, and you're taking a position that doesn't impact winning that much. No. I mean, Kyle Pitts hasn't looked very good. He had, like, two catches yesterday or two days ago or whatever Sunday was. Kyle Pitts hasn't looked all too great. And they keep they keep going out there and taking – what was it? They took Drake London. But you got to build a football team, and obviously it's to each their own, but I think you build teams at quarterback, at left tackle, and at the end. If you don't right. have each of those players, go get somebody. After that, build out the rest of your lines so you give yourself time, so you give yourself space for whatever running back you want to trot out there, and you can make – look at Jared Goff. We even with an injured offensive line yesterday uh, on Sunday, when we're missing our interior three offensive linemen, he looked great. He looked like a real NFL stud. It's crazy what lines can do. Yeah, I I just I I I think the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I think they're just setting themselves up for almost a. I don't want to call it a Lions type of purgatory because with the Lions, there's just like curse factors that go on top of like the fact that like you, they were doing stupid things. You I can't you
0: can't put them to Lions level because they they did make a Super Bowl.
1: No, okay, but but that Super Bowl was in their window. That was 2016. You were running around with a with an in your prime Julio Jones. You were running around with right. defense. And I'm story. saying
0: it's no longer their prime, so they're allowed to have a rebuild purgatory. Because they they did have a a height. The Lions never had a a
1: peak. Okay, but there's the difference between a rebuild and purgatory. Purgatory means you're not doing anything. Purgatory is year three of Matt Patricia. We weren't doing anything. You had little core. You had no actual, like, you had no future plan. It was just... You're out there trotting it out because your owners know that at the end of the year they're going to collect their five hundred million dollar check. Right. That that I guess that's what I mean by like when I say purgatory, I just mean they're not doing anything. They're not building for the future and they're not trying to win now. It like took what was it Desmond Ritter in the third or fourth round, like we said, he's already on yeah, IR. Yeah, he's not going to do it. No, it's Matt Corral who's on IR. I think Desmond Ritter's just not very good. Um, you're running around with Marcus Mariota. I don't think they. I don't know what's left on. I think I said AJ Terrell. They got a good corner out there, but no corner is gonna. You could have. You could have AJ Terrell. You could have Jalen Ramsey. And you could have prime prime time. But if you can't get to the quarterback, no human being can chase another human being around for eight seconds. They're gonna get open.
0: Yeah, you saw Tyree Kill run around this past week.
1: It's just I. I again, I think the Falcons are in one of the the, the worst places in football right now um maybe we'll see what they do this year maybe maybe they were waiting for a bryce young or a cj stroud type player but i just i don't agree with i don't agree with not trying i i think that's stupid i think that's that's wasting the fans time and wasting the fans money but i don't know i'm I'm also very impatient fan so
0: all right so give me a not so early season's over already this team is the is the Super Bowl champion already after two weeks. And give me a a team that you're surprised by. So give me one of each.
1: Uh I mean I feel like for the not so or or the not so where I mean the Buffalo Bills. They're right. <laughs> every part of that team is stacked. Ed Oliver, who I also wanted in Detroit over TJ Hawkinson. I don't care if his coach hated him. T.J. Hawkins in a tight at eight is not going to win you football games, but a centerpiece on a defensive line will. Um, Ed Oliver's a machine. Uh, you've got D- Diggs and Gabe Davis running around. It's just I don't have to sit here and put feathers in, in, the, in the Buffalo Bills cap. Everybody knows how good they are. Um, so they're, they're my too early Super Bowl team. And then the team that surprised me. Do we Are we talking good surprise or bad surprise? Uh, you can do either. I'll do both. Good surprise, Miami Dolphins. Um I just think a lot of people were down on Tua, and I was always saying like he's throwing to paint buckets. Like if Devontae Parker's your wide receiver one, you, you're you're not throwing to anybody. Or if Mike Gasicki is your best weapon on offense, you're not throwing to anybody. And you, you get year two of Jalen Waddle, you bring in Tyreek Hill, one of the one of the biggest game changers in football, and you kind of see how that's paying off with a great offense and Tua looking better. Um, so they're kind of my my pleasant surprise. And then I'm gonna probably say my not so or my disappointing surprise is the Colts, just yeah. because I think they look trash. And I don't I don't want to use the Bengals because I'm actually not surprised that the Bengals are owned two. I thought they were gonna come crashing down to earth.
0: Yeah. What about yeah, you? Yeah, I would say um, my. Bad surprise is the Rams. I don't think the Rams are the same team this year, and I don't think Stafford is the same quarterback. Um
1: Hey, that's good for us. If if they want to drop that pick in the mid to high twenties to the mid to high teens by missing the playoffs, I'm all for it.
0: Yeah. Uh, a good surprise of the Eagles. I think the
1: Eagles are are a good team. Jalen Hurts um, played one of the played probably his best football game I've ever seen. I'm I'm not a Jalen Hurts believer, but that game against the Vikings was incredibly complete on both sides, running and throwing. He looked like an actual QB. And, yeah, they the, the Eagles do look pretty good. Uh, I'm going to say
0: for the elite, elite Super Bowl champion after two weeks, I'm going to try and not say the Bills. Uh, the Chiefs look very good again. The Chiefs do uh, look very good. I feel like we just kind of don't talk about how Mahomes is just unbelievably amazing. Yep. That's as much as fair. because we're just so used to it. Uh, and then a team that I think is already done and they're not an and 2 team uh, is the Seattle Seahawks.
1: I, pick someone else. I don't think that's fair because we already expected the Seahawks to be one, two, or three, as in worst teams. I, I, I'm making um, that rule up on the spot, but. I know
0: they were, this is another one that I expect to be bad, but their season is over. As the Panthers. Baker stinks. I Matt some, Rule will get I,
1: I like game that game. a lot. I mean, yeah, Matt Rule was kind of on his last kind of legs. They, they did sign him to a great long deal, but David Tepper's got all the money in the world. He doesn't care. He wants to win football mm. games because he's a true fan. And, yeah, the Panthers 0-2 to start the season, don't look great, kind of threw away the Cleveland game in week one. So, yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah. So, All right,
0: so that's uh, that's football for. Week do we two, want to do a pick of the week?
1: Three. We want to do a pick of the week. Yeah, you go first. All right, uh, I'm gonna stick in the NFL. I'm looking right now. You've got the Rams and the Cardinals playing in Arizona. It is currently Rams minus three and a half. I think Arizona, after that kind of incredible comeback win, I think they're gonna get some momentum on their side. And I'm gonna take the Arizona Cardinals to beat the LA Rams this upcoming week. That's gonna be my just day. money line. Just money line. Why not? I mean, if yeah, if we're gonna do that, just to make it safe, for give me Cardinals plus the points. But I, I just I, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna beat the Rams.
0: Uh, I have one for you. NFL Sunday Night Football: Niners Broncos. Something we didn't talk about today. We can get into it depending on how this game goes next week. San Fran's minus one and a half. I think they stop the Broncos on Sunday Night Football. I Jimmy G's it. back, and they and they get up for him.
1: The 49ers, guys, don't think are the only team to ever get better when their starting quarterback got hurt.
0: Yep, their Super Bowl bot- odds went up by uh, like went like da- well down. They got better or worse. I they I don't know. They got their their odds went towards them being yep. more likely to win a Super Bowl. However, that translates to. <laughs>
1: Nice if you have a stroke while trying to explain that to the listeners, man.
0: Yeah, well, so we'll end up on um, me having a mini stroke there. Um, anything you want to say before we uh call it, a, call it a week?
1: No, closing remarks. Uh, thanks for everyone for listening. Hopefully, this was a little bit longer than last week's. Maybe we can kind of find that groove of 35 40 minutes per episode. Um, I just say, I'm, I'm just gonna say for the for the locals, let's. Let's hope Michigan State doesn't come out and make us scream at the at our computers again next week. Let's hope they do. Let's hope, let's hope they win some. Let's hope they win a football game. I'm gonna say go green. I'm gonna give you the last words. Um,
0: who watches Michigan State on their computer?
1: No, I'm saying when we do this podcast uh, oh, next yeah. next week. No, I'm not watching Michigan State on the computer. You're right. I'm I'm watching them on TV. I gotta watch our corners, social distance, and 1080p on. 55 inches. That's how I like watching my corners. Does anybody know where Chester Kimbrough is, by the way? Actually, yes. I'm going to put an APB out for Chester Kimbrough. um, I don't know how tall he is. I don't know what number he wears because he's never on screen when the receiver's catching the football. Please find him and tell him to not come back to the football team. Thank you.
0: Go ahead.